0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing well, man, especially since I got a haircut and I no longer look like a caveman, you know, <laughs> doing pretty well. Also excited for the fact that next Thursday, I'm looking at you in the camera, ladies and gentlemen. Next Thursday, we're a week away. Pitch It begins. I'm so excited. You can watch the pre-fight interview for Hastic for Dan exclaims for Schmidt and for Jake. And by the time you guys hear this, my, my, my good friend to the left, to the left of me gives his commissioner's address for the season. I'm um,
0: so we're here up my time. We're here, man. Yeah. you know, I've understood now why Roger Goodell gets so much flack, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's definitely fine. The pre interviews, I think are really crucial to what the league is now this year. And so we gotta I think have everyone should go too. check those out. I, yeah. I
1: kind of want to find like, I know I'm doing them, but I want to find someone who is like an interviewer, like to come and to come and spice, this, to like I can spice it up, but I want to still do my like competitive stuff. You know what I mean? So I want to find if there's any lady out there who listens to this podcast, who wants to be involved, and wants to be the pre-fight interview and post-fight interview, let us know, because we're taking applications.
0: <laughs> and if all else fails, we need to get MC Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> yeah, you right. You Good idea. You right. He's going to definitely be post-fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make his ass know he got to be on Thursday.
0: Yeah, I feel like Brooklyn. It would be a good part of any broadcast coverage.
1: Yeah, facts. No, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make sure he's in the room. He'll probably be the third judge if we be being like the the backup judge for if the fan vote is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see on all that. We're gonna be working through the kinks, but what a match to work up uh, through work through the kinks with with a uh, you know really great. Um, Freelan and Yeah, uh, good head a good opener a good and a headliner. good headliner.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. The headliner's great, but the opener is just as great with new talent. I'm excited to see all the rookies play. Like I've been talking so much shit to 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 people like Carl, and uh just getting them ready, you know, Peter, Domo. We got a big league, man. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's some pressure on some of those people because we've heard them, you know, talk, talk shit. shit or- yeah. Yeah, so... Has
1: got big pressure on him. Dude said he was going to 5 Dan.
0: Yeah, that, which you can't even do. <laughs> but,
1: well, you I, know. Th- that's my fault because I told him it was the first one to 5 in- instead of best of yeah. 5. But to perfect someone? Schubert, I... I mean, look, I'm not going to toot my own horn. I think I'm the best player to ever play this game. And I haven't 5-0'd anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jake hasn't 5-0'd anybody. call it KO'd yeah it knocked out a knockout.
0: no yeah. one's gotten a knockout i It's hard to get a knockout in this game i th- I think we will see knockouts this year. I think more I think people last year uh which I guess is kind of behind the scenes. I don't think anyone rigged anything last year, but I feel like we um we didn't let anybody all, get knocked out. We wouldn't let it happen but it it it's but not saying like we didn't let it like someone pe- it was going to happen all the time. Yeah. Like maybe like there was one match or something where we would have gone with something different just to keep it running. But I, that would have been like really early and it might've been a match that I was competing in. So it, you, it, you it know, was, you know. it
1: was only the first, ma- it was literally the first match we recorded just so we can make sure it, it was me, we, you Charles. Well, and we Brooklyn.
0: had multiple rounds. Yeah. yeah. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wanted to ha- not we done after three rounds. Oh,
1: yeah, because I was going to beat you in three, and me and, and Charles like that. or Charles, some, either Charles is going to beat you in three, or I was going to beat you in three, and Charles was, me or Charles was like, nah, bro, we got to keep this going. Like, it was agreed by both of us, but for no match. But, I mean, th- now, now
0: it's for, ruthless. But, now we're but, live. Like, but just
1: to, just to clarify, like you said, there, there was never a match that involved someone outside of the network where we did that shit. Like, we are all about in the integrity. Tournament. Yeah, the, the tournament was 100% authentic, yeah. But like now there's no question, like everything's live.
0: Yeah. So. Now it's live. Now there's no question. Now, you know, everything gets more. Everything gets more serious, I suppose. You're no longer f- competing. You're strictly
1: judge commissioner.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be lit. And like, I think it's like movie fights in Schmodown where the commissioners are judge, but also. They have whoever's hosting that day to be a judge. Those people can, com- those people can compete, but they, they, they're still involved with uh, judging and hosting.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I feel like that's kind of how it's gone with like a lot of them, the people who have been successful on that, but I just, you know, instead of being successful, I just beat everyone to the jump.
1: So. <laughs> you just, you just want to be behind you. You just like the behind the scenes of this game.
0: The storyline, like, the I, questions. I think like, writing the questions is probably the most fun. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> that's wild, but I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: We because when you're writing do. the questions, you're not worried about just like one response. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's very, so, like, very every true. Every time I write a question, I think of like multiple things that happen. And I think what's really fun about writing questions and then having them read in the game is like the when the contestant like takes you somewhere you didn't even think about it when you uh, wrote the, question. The, different,
1: the different interpretations 100 yeah. yeah. percent. well yeah man february 4th we are here but back to uh since this is no pitch is no longer on this podcast we got a lot of good stuff to talk about a lot of good news dropped this week i finally watched one night in miami but no, know your honor this week sad surprises both yeah i was
0: totally surprised so, but we got wandavision so yeah it's so like why that random week? I, I guess I've still never figured that out or what happened with it because like, Me it's either. just so random. It's not like Showtime is a network cable where both football would have bumped it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, whatever. Yeah, anyway. no, for sure. How's your week been going? It's been going pretty, pretty good, man. I've been super excited to talk about some of this stuff because now that we drop at a different point than we usually were dropping Stuff happens and it's been a while. So there's a couple of topics on here today that I've been really itching to talk about with you.
1: Yeah, man, that's the good thing that I kind of like that we do it now like this because then it allows us. Yeah, there's still stuff that drops, but it gives us a whole weekend to get all that weekend news and stuff we would normally miss. So but I'm ready whenever you are, brother.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into this. A lot of good stories. We'll be doing uh, one night in Miami and Wand Division. I'm excited to hear Lyndon's points. So let's some get, yeah, let's get started. Um, so let's start with the WB trailer. The WB put out another trailer, this time giving us a little bit more of the movies that are gonna be out on HBO Max and in theaters. And man, Lyndon, there was some really surprising stuff that we hadn't seen before. And then more footage of like things like Space Jam.
1: All I gotta um, say is it's really exciting. What a trailer. Like if, if these yeah. movies are good, they know how to they know how to hype them up. Cause me and you, uh I you we, we didn't have this on the notes until like Five minutes into like five minutes before
0: left of pre pro because I love that Yeah, because get... I, I, I had seen that it was on HBO Max, but I was like, that's the same one as last week or Yep. And I was like, I don't know, should be let's check it
1: out. We watch it and I'm just blown away from seeing things like King Richard with Will Smith doing the Serena Williams movie looks fucking great. We got more Judas and the black Messiah. Not that I needed any. I'm so excited for that movie. That's a front runner right now for uh, the bros who binge awards for being one of the best movies of the year. We got a uh, suicide squad footage, which blew. yo, that's going to be the best comic book movie of this year. I don't care about any of the Marvel shit. Like, Suicide Squad is the one. And I'm kind of glad the Batman got pushed back so Suicide Squad could breathe and live because, man, just seeing like I understand why James Gunn was so blown away by John Cena. Just hearing him, that line that he gave to Idris Elba and just seeing him so imposing. And even though he has a ridiculous ass helmet on, he looks menacing.
0: Yeah, he looks menacing, but he also looks like his character or, like, how I would interpret his character to be... A straight dude. Um, ...from what I've heard. So, like, um, I think that he looks incredible. The opening shot that they do in the trailer with the Suicide Squad yes. that is, like, in, like, the snow or something like yes. that, that looks really cool. You can tell that the tone, or not even the tone, but the vibe of... Is different. The, sh- ...the shots are just so much different and so much better and feels so much more professional. Like, know, <laughs>
1: G like, shots, shots, bang, bang, bang. All that damn Well, I'm day. just saying,
0: like, I feel like some of those scenes are reminding me of like Defy Bloods, like the way yeah. it was shot. Like but see, that's
1: the thing. It's like the suicide squad for all intents and purposes are a special forces op. They're a special operation forces. They're not like guardians that this happy go lucky team. They're their team that goes in that does government funded missions. And if they don't succeed, they get their heads blown off. This feels like the dirty dozen. This feels like inglorious bastards. That's I get what you're saying. When you're saying it's shot like that, it's shot like a war movie, which it yeah. should be. It's a special, like at the end of the day, it's not a superhero movie. It's a special ops movie.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's really coming across with what we've seen in the trailer. Um, Other stuff. That's not the only
1: one. Space Jam, that looked good. Like, as much as I'm not excited for the Space Jam movie, that scene looked pretty good.
0: I don't know. It It looked beautiful.
1: Let me say that. Like, with all those colors and
0: everything for a cartoon. But I I just don't understand
1: the virtual player thing. Like, is LeBron going to beat every NBA, like a two, like, that's crazy for him to for the theme of this movie to be. Mike fought people that took athletes' power. But the thing that you could argue with that is, even though they had the athletes' power, it was still the brains of these aliens who didn't necessarily know how to play basketball. This is like LeBron going inside of 2K and being himself without having the computer simulator. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. I see yeah. why some NBA players didn't want to be in there. You're not about to beat me virtually. What's wrong with you, LeBron?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, not, not only do they want to beat LeBron on the court, they also want to beat him virtually. So <laughs>
1: That's crazy, bro. But uh, that looked good. What else was in there? The, the Hugh Jackman Mortal movie. Mortal Kombat. Thank you. S- screw the Hugh Jackman movie. Mortal Kombat looks fucking incredible. Best video game movie ever? Possibly.
0: Possibly, like the stuff that they were showing with like Sonya Blade looks again, like the tone very professional, like, it looks, like it looks like like a, a real movie. But the Sub Zero stuff, where like he's like moving the ice and stuff like that, I was like, oh, okay, like this is definitely. This is not the same Mortal Kombat. Oh, when they that were showing him from
1: behind, and the snow was coming on him. It just looked so freaking beautiful. And it's like you said, this is not the your parents' '80s uh, Mortal Kombat movie with Johnny Cage looking all crazy. No, this is about to be something fucking special. What else was in that trailer? They had so much stuff in there. Uh, we didn't get any new Dune footage because, of course, Denis Villeneuve is pushing for it not to be on HBO Max. No Matrix stuff.
0: But, uh, but, they did, but they did show the Matrix card. Type yeah, they card. did.
1: They did. And they showed the Dune card as well. But it was mainly a, just a lot of Suicide Squad and a lot of Mortal Kombat. And of course, Godzilla and Kong, but we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, another thing that HBO Max and WB did this week is they announced that a new person was going to take over Harry Potter. And then immediately we hear that a new TV series is going to be an early development at HBO Max now, this is what I've been waiting to talk about for a while. I don't know what this could possibly be. Ble- possibly be. There's a lot of different speculations out there. But the main, the big three had talked about how they, they did not anticipate ever coming back as those characters. So I have a feeling it's not going to be them.
1: No, I don't think it's going to be them either. It's going to um, be some other time. But also they said we're getting more Fantastic Beast television. Like, Fantastic Beasts will be moving the TV doing, like, the Marvel thing. That's a rumor right now from Daniel RPK, but it seems like we're going to get multiple Harry Potter TV shows and
0: different time periods inside of the Wizarding World. Now, here's where I'm coming in with uh, some stuff, you know, really crazy fan theories I've seen on Twitter. The one place that I thought was the most interesting in the Harry Potter book series... Let's see was if you when, when we been taken back to James Potter's. Oh, time you in didn't Hogwarts. think what I was thinking. I got two pitches for you. So okay, so you're I,
1: pitching James Potter
0: and Snape. Well, I have. I, I also have two. It's and they both involve Snape. So I have like James Potter, Snape, and then I also have those that group a little bit older where we get young Snape and his fall to the dark side. Pretty much
1: Death Eaters. Okay, got you. Got you. Yeah. I like
0: both of those. Let's see if you like
1: mine. Something where we follow Victor Crumb's school, but it's not necessarily Victor Crumb, just whatever time period yeah, you yeah. want where we follow that school, or pull in a hair, a, 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 what we thought High Republic was going to be with like the first Jedi. Let's go back to uh, Godric Gryffindor, Lu, uh, Luino Ravenclaw, all those people, and we see their rises to create Hogwarts.
0: That's, that's fair. I would and fuck push- with both of those. And uh, to go into your first one, what was your first one again? Uh, it was following like
1: Victor Crumb School. Following
0: Victor Crumb School. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the best time period to do that in would be Cold War. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. And maybe like there was like a KGB uh, offset, you know, oh, Durmstrang yeah. <laughs> unit where like they would like send kids.
1: To to like spy America, on other schools, to like spy or- on America
0: or whatever. Yeah, because like then, then you can incorporate the American version of Hogwarts. Yep, that everyone speculated so. about, or you know, has talked about. So, like, I think that that would be a good way of like, you know, and that's something you could even do when I'm mentioning like the American version. Like, you can like spread out and do these different Hogwarts. Yep, because since since we saw
1: Fantastic Beasts and we saw that America has its own entirely different system than London, we could learn about the American side. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to do Harry Potter television, let's explore the worlds or let's go back in time and see how the world was built.
0: See, like, that's... Like, Harry Potter is facing the same thing that Star Wars is facing. How do you build on the idea of your franchise instead of building on the mainstays of your franchise. Yeah. True. So like, you know, same thing with Game of Thrones. Its, yeah, the Game of Thrones. And we'll talk about that all the whole, pretty much the whole rest of the episode um, about what Game of Thrones is trying to do. But yeah, this is Harry Potter being like, hey, we're going to get out. Of, we're going to explore the world because like now you have this whole opportunity. And I think the video game has a lot to do with this. Yeah. Like true. they're opening up what the harry world, potter yeah. could be because as, because now harry potter this the movies has taught you the rules so we get like what we're getting out of this like yeah. time no and, 100%. You know, just different stories
1: and the fact that we're seeing like marvel showed us we could do it in the movies and now since everybody's moving to streaming everybody wants their game of thrones television show for the three streaming series and if this works for hbo max boy do they have some heavy hitters Definitely. Um, if this works, this to me puts HBO Max above Disney Plus and I already have it above Disney Plus right now.
0: I think it's probably already above Disney Plus right now. I think HBO Max is I think HBO Max is in the top slot, because if you look at HBO Max in a lot of ways, it has all, the best originals, gives you all of HBO's content, Yep. gives you all, all of Cartoon War- Network, gives you all of Cartoon Network, Studio Ghibli, all the Studio classic Ghibli. Movies. Yeah. Classic movies like it, it's already better than like what Netflix is putting out. And the only thing that Netflix has that HBO Max doesn't have is new new stuff just
1: constantly. Yeah. It's and it's crazy that it, Warner Brothers put out this trailer because Netflix is doing the 71 movies a week and Warner Brothers doing the same day release. They're competing right now. I want to see how not Disney Plus response. I want to see how Amazon responds because I think in terms of quality, the only one pushing HBO Max is is Amazon. So I want to see what Amazon does.
0: Yeah, I feel like HBO Max is becoming one of the better day to day. Yeah, streamers.
1: they have they have a lot of quality and quantity, whereas Amazon is just quality.
0: Yeah, where Amazon is like your special Friday nights with your girl. We're yeah. watching the good ass movie so, or TV show. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, uh, let's jump into this Game of Thrones stuff. So a series adaptation of Tales of Dunk and Egg, a prequel to the events of Game of Thrones, is an early development at HBO. The one-hour show would be based on the series of fantasy novellas by George R.R. R. Martin, which follow the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tall, a.k.a. Dunk, and a young Aegon Targaryen, a.k.a. Egg, 90 years prior to the events of A Song on Ice and Fire. Um, and also, an animated Game of Thrones series is in early development stages at HBO Max.
1: Well, look, Daniel RPK said that he thinks that well, not that he thinks this is what HBO, this is what Game of Thrones and HBO wants. They were so impressed with Disney and how they did the Mandalorian and how there's this Mandalorian universe now with the Ahsoka show, Rangers. They want Game of Thrones to be go the Star Wars direction and have the Game of Thrones uh, HBO universe.
0: I could see that, Um, Borget. So maybe like this would tie into like their new show.
1: I think Duncan Egg will tie into the animated or even the... But see, the new show we'll is about see, the Targaryens like, I the, earlier. I think the
0: animated is an opportunity for you to extend on what you have already.
1: Mm, okay, I'm not mad at that. See, because it's interesting. Duncan Egg is closer to what you have now that's why i think they tie in with the animated and it, you could even do what you said expand on what you have but it ties into the og whereas the targaryen show is pre-aegon it might lead up to aegon but it's pre-him it's like now, hundreds an- of years animated him.
0: animated would also be a good opportunity to do a lead up to the series
1: also it could be a good ch- chance to retcon if you want But the thing is, I don't know if you can because I don't know if people uh, Game of Thrones fans uh, uh, because Game of Thrones had a lot of fans. Some would watch an animated series, but I don't know if all would.
0: Yeah, I don't think all would. But I think like you can bank on the some being enough nerds. Yeah, that are going to like watch anything. It's like me with Star Wars. Like shit, we both watch. You you don't. You don't. You don't bank on people our age watching Rebels, but it happens. Mm Hmm. I agree with that 100%, but interested to see with it. And I'm down to see a young
1: Aegon. I wonder if that means, do we see his relationship with Jon Snow's uh, mom?
0: Probably. I kind of want to read these novellas, honestly. I mean, they sound pretty interesting. And it, to me, it kind of sounded like a lighter hearted thing. But Like of a course, buddy cop like, with, series almost. Sort of. Yeah, but I been with Aegon Targaryen, I guess it can't be that lighthearted.
1: That's true. That's very, very true but next up we got Gerald McMurray is set to direct the formula with John Boyega and Robert De Niro attached to star McMurray will write direct and produce the film uh, via his recently formed production company Buppy Productions Jane Rosenthal De Niro and Barry Welsh will also produce the story follows a a Formula One racing prodigy who's forced to become a getaway driver to save the one family he has left I'm excited for John Boyega good for him working with Robert De Niro. I wonder if this would be very interesting for Robert De Niro to be the cop and it, it'll give a, like a different view of him always being the criminal and having John Boyega be the criminal getaway driver and having De Niro be like the cop trying to chase him down. I would really dig that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thing because I was definitely thinking it would be very um, Jamie Foxx and Baby Driver-esque. Like,
1: mm. so or or what Kevin like Spacey
0: a, was in Baby Driver. You think he's going to be his boss? That's what I thought at first, but I think what you're saying makes a lot more sense. Like it, it just have, would be different. Have De, have De Niro be like his mentor that he grew up with, or whatever, and then like he's trying to get him out of the whole of
1: the life. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'm down for it, and just excited that John Boyega gets to you know progress his career and get. Out of this Star Wars rut, and you know, work. This is what I want for guys like him. He's on that list that we always reference of guys who can be the next one. And to be the next one, not only do you have to have blockbusters, but if you want to be special, you got to work with talented directors and talented actors. JDW's doing it a ama- amazingly. Working with Zendaya, Malcolm and Marie, did tenant. Now is doing this David O. Russell film with Christian Bale. Let's go. So I love seeing this from Boyega.
0: Yeah, I love seeing this from Boyega as well. The thing is like Gerald McMurray or Gerard McMurray. Yeah, I don't know who that only, is. He's only done like that, uh, <coughs> the Black Fraternity movie that was on Netflix. Oh, okay. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I, I didn't. Or heard of it. Um, And he also directed The First Purge. Ah, so this okay. is like his big opportunity to work with like some serious actors. We got like De Niro, one of the more, you know biggest actors ever, and John Boyega, who probably gave the best performance out of the big three in Star Wars. Yep. So, with with nothing.
1: Yeah, that's a fact.
0: All right. Well, that's enough about Mr. Boyega. Um, even though solid, good news. Solid, solid. I was so happy. Solid news for that. him.
1: Yeah, um, but, you were
0: right. He was the best of the big three. He was like. There's like honestly scenes that they put on Twitter, and it's like the the big like hug of the big three at the end. And Boyega put so much into that. Yeah, he did. It's like if you would have given him more, then he, he could have given. It. It, he would have done it.
1: And Oscar All Isaac right. didn't get a lot either. So it's like
0: Boyega was definitely Miss- the best. Yeah, he was misused. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to the trailers now. I made a tweet on uh, Sunday. I was like. You know, two old beasts are back at it again <laughs> this Sunday, and it was Tom Brady and Aaron Aaron Rodgers, and then I put uh, Kong and Godzilla because the trailer <laughs> was released. And man, I'm actually really excited about it. Look, all right, I'm gonna say this:
1: I don't want to be fooled again into thinking yes, we're gonna see the monsters fight. Hopefully, they learn their lesson because both Godzilla and Godzilla King of Monsters failed on that front. The difference is Kong actually succeeded, in my opinion, of showing actual monster battles because we got to see Kong actually fight. Whereas in both Godzilla and Godzilla King of Monsters, it was more about Millie Bobby Brown, Brian Cranston, all these fucking humans that I don't give a shit about. I don't, I don't want to see Brian Tyree Henry. I don't care about all these humans. I want to see Kong versus Godzilla. But let me say this. The trailer looked good, but it's not about to be Kong versus Godzilla. It's about to be Kong and Godzilla versus Godzilla. Because I don't know if you saw in the trailer, you see Mecha Godzilla multiple times and they tried to hide it, but they didn't, they didn't do that good of a job. Because when you look at the screen with the Asian man talking to the, talking to, I think, guard in the background, you see the blueprints to Godzilla. Oh, uh, whoops. Yeah, bro. And like in the first shot where... It's the humans coming out of the subway. When you look up, it's it looks like a big silver building, but that's not it. It has teeth and everything. That's Mechagodzilla. We saw him.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, he's in the trailer but, multiple times. It's, not, think that it's means, not Kong versus Godzilla. The way that I would think that this movie would go is that that would be the big end battle, but you would still get the Kong-Godzilla battle.
1: I, and let me tell you why. I think it's going to be Kong being tricked, thinking that, God, Mecha God, thinking that Godzilla is Mecha Godzilla because Mecha Godzilla can camouflage himself and like send radio waves to mess with like the beast mind. So, like, that's how I think it's going to play out. Like, Mecha, he, Kong is going to think Mecha Godzilla is real Godzilla and mess with him. And Godzilla's whole thing is like, I need to get this inanimate object out. But being that Kong antagonizes him, they both battle. But then they realize, wait, we're we're battling the wrong people, and then they take on
0: Mecha Godzilla. Wow. but I mean that you know I've haven't really been into like any of those Godzilla movies when it was you know the normal times and we were going to theaters. But I'll, I'll I'd rent this.
1: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to watch this, this,
0: this. Seems like a very rentable sit on your couch on the weekend movie.
1: You already know it's going to be like BVS. Yeah, you're going to get Batman versus Superman, but it's not the two heroes will never battle like really battle themselves now if that was the case i'd be like whoa this is crazy that they're gonna kill are they gonna let kong or godzilla get their ass beat that would be wild to me but you know they can't do that they're both the front runners
0: no and it looks like they're gonna give king kong a lot more heart this
1: and they this made film. him bigger they, they he's 100 percent way bigger than he was in the jack black movie and in kong skull island had to be yeah, because there was no way he was battling Godzilla without that. And I'm just, I don't know how what that little axe is going to do against the big blue wave of fire. Like, dude was cutting the fire with a normal axe. That shit should have burned. <laughs>
0: It should have like, yeah, it's it's going to be a ridiculous movie. It's going to be super, super Yeah,
1: it's going to be crazy, but I just want all the fights. Like
0: I, 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 I in my chat. I wish it was going to be Mothra. I want to see Mothra again.
1: In in the chat on Late Nights with Lynn, a lot of people were getting on my ass because they were like, this is their most anticipated movie. And I was like, y'all, it's most anticipated movie. What are y'all talking about? But I see now some, I see why they, they're excited about it. Hopefully they're right. But I don't think this is going to be one of the best movies of uh, 21 twenty twenty one. I'm more excited for some of the things we talked about in that first trailer and Ryan the Last Dragon.
0: That looks good. Let's talk about it, Ryan the Last Dragon. I think that you and I had been. I don't think we poo pooed it. No, but I don't really think we've given it a lot of shine. I th- no, I know that like I've seen like things about it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should report on this. Let me tell you, but- we definitely
1: should because. They said that this animated movie on the first cut was rated R. It it there was blood, there was bones breaking. They had to like edit some of that out, but they said this is some of the best fighting not only in Disney animation They said it's the best Disney animation fight in any of the Disney movies, but they said it's up there with some of the best animated movies like a Mortal Kombat, like a Batman with the types of fight fighting that's going on in this. So if that's the case, I am excited. This looks like Mulan fused with Brave, fused with Moana, all the things I love about all those movies and it's giving you a samurai. It, it kind
0: of made me feel a little bit about, like, Avatar. Yeah, that's Last what I'm Air saying. Ranger. Like,
1: it's giving you this fantasy Japanese-Chinese-Asian world all fused together in, like, this fantasy realm.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see the kids' movie humor into it, but like you were saying how they, the first was, are, you could totally tell that this was something that took itself really seriously. Yeah, and, like, and that's what and, I love. And that's what drew me to that trailer. Like, when I started watching this trailer, I was like, I'm going in with my eyes rolled already. And then it just like really takes itself seriously it blew right me off way. the bat. And isn't
1: and I'm just that, like, whoa, isn't it crazy that they accomplish what we wanted Mulan to be in this animated movie? Like, that blows my mind that Disney allowed this to be made, but couldn't comprehend that's what you need to do with Mulan.
0: I think, like, they didn't do it with Mulan because they were doing it with this,
1: mm. also love that the dragon is not a typical American Western England dragon. It's a Chinese dragon that walks on clouds. I love that because I'm big into one piece right now, and well, you know one piece, but you haven't met Kaido yet. But Kaido's a Chinese dragon that walks on clouds, and I think that's awesome. Shinron's another version of that. Like there's di- in in Chinese and Japanese mythologies. Dragons don't have wings. They run on clouds. They create little cr- clouds and run on them. So I think that's pretty dope that this, that this is that type of dragon we're getting.
0: Yeah. And I feel like Aquafina is definitely going to be a, a good voice for it. And she's going to bring in a lot of comedy and, you know, she's been, that hasn't been in a lot of things. that I don't feel like she's missed. So. Yeah. And that's uh, true. I think that's, and, and who's playing the main character in that change up. Wasn't it supposed to be Kelly Marie Tran? And then I Think so? I know. I know Benedict Wong is playing her friend, which I no. Love. It is Kelly Marie chan Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran's the main character, and you know Alan Tudyk, Gemma Chan, Aquafina,
1: Daniel boy, Day Kim, Sandra ben,
0: Oh, Benedict Wong. Yeah, Benedict Wong. So, so. strong cast, very strong. Cast.
1: Very strong cast. Who's Alan Tudyk playing? Oh, he's playing Tuck Tuck. I'm guessing that's the
0: villain or something. Uh, it's probably somebody who makes, like, obscure noises. Oh,
1: a small person. Yeah, you're right. I'm also interested, this is great for ladies and diversity because it's looking like the main villain is, like, some other queen and we're going to get some Kill Bill-like queen battle. So I'm I'm down for all of that. This, Like I said, Kong and Godzilla trailer was cool, but this is my favorite trailer that was released this week that really blew my socks off.
0: Yeah, and I actually feel like Kong... And Godzilla actually was the third coolest trailer because mm. the Courier I felt was a really interesting true. Spy and honestly, thriller. I can say it was
1: fourth behind a little comics trailer that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But the Courier, man, what a it, it's like James Bond meets real world. It it gave me vibes of James Bond. It gave me vibes of I don't know if you remember that Tom Hanks movie where he was an American lawyer working for the CIA doing shit in Russia. Give me vibes of that. Uh Taylor
0: Bridge of Spies or whatever. Oh, Tinker Taylor Bridge. Uh, yeah. Soldier Spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that shit. So the courier looked good. No, that's a that's a good analogy. I feel like it's very similar to that. It, when um it was trying to tell us that it was like a its own, you know, James Bond. I don't know if how if it's gonna go that far, but I yeah, think I don't it's know really it good I I I feel like that was the wrong way to advertise it. <laughs> yeah. But Everything else in the trailer was really interesting.
1: No, I agree 1000%. And I I told you to put this in here because yeah. there's a new comic called Nottingham coming and I know this isn't comic talk, but I feel like this could be made into a television series very easily. It's a re it's like a di- it's a rendition of Robin Hood where we're following the sheriff of Nottingham trying to solve these serial killer murders where the Merry Men are is this cult and they follow this guy called the Hood and they basically kill slice, like, the lips into a smile of all these different royal and stuff. The trailer blew me away. I was like, I gotta read this ASAP.
0: Yeah, it, it seemed pretty crazy. Like, at first, I didn't really understand that that was what was going on until at the very end where they're talking about Robin Hood and Merry Man. I was like, wait, no, this is like, th- this is what we're talking about? Because like, yep. at first, Nottingham, that's it, I don't know why it didn't register with me at first, but Super, super interesting take. And I feel like what you were saying off air, that this could definitely be something that yeah. we could see uh, on the screen. HBO or Amazon need to pick this up ASAP. This is a, everybody
1: always wants to do a Robin Hood King Arthur. And it's always like, eh, this is a, this would be a great Robin Hood thing to adapt.
0: I feel like what Joker was... What I felt like Joker was going to bring in to a new era of filmmaking and storytelling was the telling of the story from the bad guy's perspective. Yeah, and this is that. And this is that, yeah.
1: 100%. I'm so excited for this. But that's all I got on Nottingham. Also, real quick, just wanted to say, for those out there, me and Schubert talked about... uh, Batman. I think it's Batman and the Last Dragon in the... I think, uh, the, whatever the new Batman, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Whatever the new Batman animated movie is, it's, it's uh... incredible.
0: Okay.
1: It's incredible. Hold on. I'm about to give you the name of it right now. It is Batman and soul of the dragon Schubert. That's one of the best animated Batman movies we had in a long time. It is great.
0: Well, like, isn't it like an Elseworlds story? Yeah,
1: it's an Elseworlds story where, but it's like it's doing like the seventies uh, black exploitation kung fu movie cop thing. They're doing that theme, but making it Batman, and it just works so freaking well, and has so much heart, and is just overall a ten out of ten. Like, just a great animated movie. So that's something people should check out.
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Uh, where where can we watch it?
1: uh you'd have to rent it right now it's Mm, it's all on like uh youtube uh youtube to rent google play voodoo amazon itunes it's not on hbo max streaming yet but i'm sure it'll be on there by the end of the year for sure they got to make their money Um, first because it deserves it
0: but jumping into uh what netflix has got going on i think this is a really interesting story for you lyndon Netflix and Legendary Television are expanding the globally famed universes of legendary Skull Island and Square Enix's Tomb Raider for two new Japanese-style animation shows. Let's go! Uh, the, plot fo- uh, the plot for Skull Island follows shipwrecked characters desperate to survive the most dangerous place on Earth, the island that is home to colossal monsters, including the iconic Mega Prematis Kong.
1: I think this is going to be better than Godzilla versus Kong. I'm telling you right now, they can go full force at it. We don't have to get no human shit, just straight battles. And this is going to be awesome. I love, I love, I love that anime is such a big genre now to where American studios are forced to acknowledge it and give us adult animation. We're finally at that era that we've been clamoring for forever. This is amazing news. I think both Tomb Raider and Kong Skull Island will be work incredibly.
0: From what I'm hearing, the Tomb Raider is that it's going to follow close to the video game. Let's go! Perfect! That that we played with growing up, which I think was definitely a strong move. And um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. The only thing that I'm in, well, I guess what I think I'm most interested in is seeing Japanese-style anime animation for... Pro- American franchises.
1: And they've already put on, they bought, they uh. They have the rights right now to the X-Men anime, the Wolverine anime. So they're showing you these different Americanized properties in anime form. And plus we're getting the Witcher anime movie like in a couple of weeks. So this is a yeah. bag that if Netflix does well, I want to see HBO do it. And they've been talking about it with the Game of Thrones animated series. So they're just showing you that adult animation works. And we're going to talk about an Amazon and, and, story.
0: And, you know, Star Wars has got, but they're coming with yep. um, two. With Star Wars it's Visions. Visions. I think it's, yeah, yeah. Visions. So all
1: these studios are realizing how big anime is. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving
0: it. I'm loving it. And speaking of Tomb Raider, Misha Green, who was the writer for Lovecraft Country. Good for her. She's going to direct Tomb Raider 2.
1: She deserves it, man. Tomb, uh, look, if Lovecraft Country showed me anything, this lady knows how to make an Indiana Jones-style epic adventure movie with horror elements, and I think this Tomb Raider will has a shot to be one of the best Tomb Raiders ever because Misha Green shows she understands the genre very well.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that take. I feel like uh, the Tomb Raider 1 was not a very good movie. movie. No. Um the Angelina Jolies are very suspect. The games are better. Yes.
1: And if just um, you remember the episode of uh Lovecraft where we were talking where they went underground into the water yeah, the and they had to solve all the puzzles mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's so Indiana Jones Tomb Raider esque. Like
0: this will this lady will be perfect for this. Yeah, I think it could be really cool because Tomb Raider doesn't necessarily need to follow too much of what's been going on in the past. Like, no, just, you just really just need pick to a, tell a, show a good adventure thing here. Pretty
1: much. Pick a, a relic of, of real life, like a Holy Grail, that type of relic, and let her go raid the tomb. <laughs> like, simple enough.
0: Let her raid the tomb. <laughs> like, I, I don't care about anything outside the tomb.
1: Simple enough. And I think Misha Green understands that, so I'm excited for that. Next up, this is big news. We're reviewing this. I don't care. Schubert, this is going to be on the review slate. Like, we're doing this. This is the next one after WandaVision. Amazon has set a premiere date for Robert Kirkman's adult animated series, Invincible, the hour-long series. Hour-long, yes! Hour-long. Hour fucking long. Fuck yes. From the Walking Dead creator will premiere... Friday, March 26, 2021, exclusively on Prime Video in more than 240 countries. The first three episodes of season one will premiere on March 26th. And then, of course, they're going to do one episode available each Friday following, culminating in a series finale on April 30th. Also, uh, Kirkman announced that, uh, of course, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are still making the Invincible live-action movie. So Seth Rogen shows that him and Evan Goldberg can do independent comic stuff, and I'm sure it's going to be an Amazon movie. I'm excited for the movie, but I'm more excited for the adult animated series. And let me preface this. Invincible is not going to be your Spider-Man TV show that's on Disney XD. It's not going to be, even though Young Justice has dark aspects, it's not going to be that. This is going to be the boys level blood and gore. This is going to be intense. This is going to be incredible. And this is up for I'm calling it now. I already told you that I believe Suicide Squad will be the best comic book movie of the year, and I think it's going to be one of the front runners for the Bros Who Binge Awards. This TV show will be the front runner for best television show of the year. I know it will be. That's how good the fucking comic is. Not oh, it's just it's, animated. It's gonna be best animated, easy, but I'm talking overall with live action included. That's how good this story is.
0: Yikes. Uh, we should mm. be excited. Yeah, I, m- I remember seeing a little bit, and they even did show this week a little bit and of Jake like, the pitched first this and pitch
1: it in one of his matches.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, but yeah, I think this is gonna be a super exciting Steve Yoon Um, uh, they got a really strong voice J. K. cast, JK Simmons Mark Hamill. Like Mark Hamill, this, yeah.
1: This is gonna be great. J.K. Simmons is the dad. I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill's the villain, which I love. I'm pretty sure there's some other like big, big
0: people. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big list.
1: Seth Rogen's in it, like they got yeah. Jason Manzucas, Walton Goggins, Gillian Jacobs, Sandra O, oh, Zazie Beats. Uh Andrew Reynolds, Zachary Quinto, like names, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, Ezra Miller. Oh my gosh. Jonathan Groff, Clancy Brown, uh, John Hamm, Lauren Cohen. The list goes on, man. This is a big, what a cast.
0: Yeah, it's an unreal cast. So you can only imagine the series is going to be pretty, uh, pretty exciting. And there's just a lot of hype behind it, not just the hype that you're giving it. So, yeah, um,
1: so I'm ready. Right, I'm look, ready
0: for it to come out. I've been ready for it to come out. <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just telling you, man, we will, this is something that we are 100% reviewing. Come, uh, come, whatchamacallit, come when this ever, whenever this drops, March 26th. Yeah. March 26th. This is going to be on the list, like 150 million percent, but, Next up, we got Journey Turner Smith from Queen and Slim and Night Flyers, has been tapped as the lead in Netflix six-part live-action limited series The Witcher Blood Origins, a prequel to the streamer's hit series The Witcher. Set in the elven world uh, 1,200 years before the uh, world of the Witcher, Blood Origin will tell a story lost to time, the creation of the first prototype Witcher, and the events that lead to the pivotal conjunction of spheres when the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merge to become one. Turner Smith will play Ellie, an elite warrior, blessed with the voice of a goddess who left her clan in position as queen's guardian to follow her heart as a nomadic musician. A grand Uh. reckoning on the content forces her to return to the way of the blade in her quest for vengeance and redemption. I mean, look, it could be cool. I don't, I like, I need to see more from it. I know they're giving us so much Witcher content these days where I just want season two of Henry Cavill show, but good for the J- Jody Turner Smith. I'll watch it. You know,
0: I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It sounds interesting to me. And I like that it's limited, limited series.
1: Yeah. Don't so need a whole some...
0: sprawling event. Yeah. So yeah. I I probably one hundred percent watch this.
1: I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Next up, we got Skydance Media is looking to relaunch and reimagine the successful Spy Kids franchise along Spyglass Media Group and creator Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez will return to write and direct the next film, which will revolve around the activities of a multicultural family. Look. After the success of his last movie of rebooting Shark Boy and Lava Girl to this new thing, I knew it was only a matter of time before Spy Kids came back, especially after hearing his comments on how he, as much as he loves making these Westerns and these dark live action movies for adults, he loves making kids movies.
0: Boba Fett series.
1: Yeah. He, he. That's what I'm saying. He'll give one to adults, do two for kids because he loves making family movies and giving kids interesting concepts. So. Now
0: I would push back that his Boba Fett thing is a good way to mold the two that he's found. Yeah, cuz he was just talking about how his kids helped him pick, uh, figure out what to shoot for that Mandalorian true. episode.
1: But uh, you um, know, I still think that's the 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 desperado once upon a time in Mexico writer doing his thing like Boba Fett fits him, but you know, I, as much as he wants to give credit to his kids, he knows that's his bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be a out of all in a world of reboots i feel like now would be a good time to reboot spy kids yeah you know to better technology you got way well, yeah way better technology you can do because a lot those movies with it. those it movies be, don't
1: uh don't they didn't age well
0: no they didn't age well and it wasn't robert rodriguez's fault no, it was just of, the, CGI. The, the story yeah because the story is good it's just the cgi so bad like when you look um, at fleck
1: and all the different hand the thumbs and my, it was my girlfriend put it on it was on live tv and she put it on just to see it and we were watching i was like she was like i don't remember being like this i was like yeah it's, it's- pretty cheesy <laughs> yeah but it's kids sure. you love that shit like i'll never forget the scene where junie and uh oh, i forget her name but i just know junie when they uh figure, junie and carmen figure out that their parents are spies and they go to the safe house and there's all the money and that you put the you put the bag in the microwave and it turns into mcdonald's like all oh, that shit was so cool as a kid and i always wanted that so i feel like there's a place for this and kids will love this
0: I feel like it's a a one way because I haven't, haven't heard of any way that they're going to be doing this in any capacity, but it's almost gives us our code name kids next door. We've always wanted. And I feel like now they could do that a little bit more than they could back then.
1: Also got to attribute Robert Rodriguez, because maybe this is why me and you love spy bounty hunter, this type of show. Like maybe this is why I'm so intrigued with dad movies, because this is technically a dad movie, but in kid form.
0: Now, what would be really interesting with like the Spy Kids franchise would be if they created it within the the world that they've already created. Oh, with the superheroes? No, not with the superheroes. No, with Junie. I think it's gonna be them. in. I
1: think it's gonna be in that world. I don't want Junie because, or them to be I, the family. I want them to be because like, the, like the whole
0: point of the the Spy Kids at first was that the kids weren't involved. Yep. And now I, This one, I want them to be involved, and I want like that whole kid Spy Kids organization to have. You know, grown, really grown and like like Junie kind of should thing. be the
1: commissioner, him or Carmen. One of them should be like like because the, the, they're not kids. No, no, no. I'm saying like, you know how George Clooney or the parents were like the leaders of the uh of the, the organization, spies, yeah. the spy organization. That's what I want Junie and Carmen to be like and follow yeah. a new family.
0: For sure. So,
1: but I Rodriguez.
0: now we'll move into some a, a kind of a interesting story, a television <laughs> adaptation of The Great Gatsby, one of my favorite book report books of all time. I was about to say, it didn't sound like you were
1: interested in this by the way that you said you started it off.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not interested in it. It's definitely when you first hear the story, you hear Great Gatsby TV series in the works. Um, but then... Uh, You read more into the story, so they're going to develop a single-season dramatic event series based on F. Scott Fitzgerald's iconic novel. But the event series is described as a reimagining of Fitzgerald's 1925 novel, which delves into New York's African-American community of the time Mm. and the vibrant musical subculture developing in the 20s. Uh, they brought in some professors of English and comparative literature and African American studies from Columbia to be consulting producers to kind of really build in um, that time period. And the series will explore the hidden lives of its characters through the modern lens of a fractured American dream while also capturing the full majesty of Fitzgerald's timeless vision.
1: All right, I'm kind of interested in this if. Yeah. It's a big if. Let me see. I need to Google when the Harlem Renaissance was because if they take stuff like Langston Hughes and like that I'm Harlem sure. Renaissance roaring 20s jazz, like that era with just black culture, I think it could be very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering like what they're going to be meaning by all of them. Yeah. OK, wait. Like, the,
1: the Harlem, the Harlem Renaissance began in the 20s. Oh, this is perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, my thought process on this is that they're going to focus in on a lot of things outside of the main people we've known from the book, and the book stuff will be happening, and these people's lot li- will be happening too. Oh, like,
1: okay. See, I thought they were going to mo- take it where make it to where
0: black people are Gatsby and and uh like instead of having. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm trying to figure out if that's what they're trying to do, or if they're trying to do what I said. Where see, like, I like what you said. I think either would work fine. Yeah.
1: And then if you do it to where you make it, see, if you do it to where you make it black people, I wouldn't want it to be Jay Gatsby. I want you to name it something else, but use it as like a, use it as like a, 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 I guess like a foundation instead of making him like this, this recluse bruce wayne billionaire make him like this this he could still be like this this party mainstay person but make him like a jazz player or a, like or a, a poet. jazz club owner yeah something like that like make him like a speakeasy owner yeah exactly and like he plays the piano in his spare time like he's just and he he makes beautiful harlem poetry and and art like he's just this he's a renaissance man essentially i think that would be interesting
0: yeah, I think you could either do it either way. We've said because, like, we're the, from my thing that I s- had said, it would be like everything's going on with the main group, but we explore more of what was going on with the people around them.
1: Yeah, um, or which elsewhere. is not something
0: that's that, that's or elsewhere
1: because it would have to be but a I, different part of the city because they're in like Long Island or Manhattan
0: or something. But then, like, that. like my pushback where it leans more to what you're saying is then why is it called Gatsby? Or, like, why true. is it, like, called a Gatsby series then? Yeah,
1: why is it called The Nico, a, 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 the Great Gatsby again, you know? Yeah, that's, so that's I, think why it, I think it's, it's more of like what you're saying. Yeah, doing that Bridgerton style, you know, making it to where it's it's a little different.
0: But I still think you well, can Bridgerton, have it. Bridgerton addressed why it was like that.
1: No, true, but I haven't watched yeah. it. But I'm just saying, I feel like instead of making it to where, black people are like the quote unquote in power. No, I want to keep it to where it's the Harlem Renaissance and there's still segregation and all of that. But there's this rich ultimate black dude who is like in like the upper echelon of like black culture and seeing how he has to deal with that. Yeah, for sure. I I think think that would be be interesting. And I think it just all depends on the team working on it and the lead actor. Who's going to be Gatsby? Who would you, out of like all the young black actors, who would you want to be Gatsby? Depending on the studio, where it goes, for me, see, if this is like
0: HBO... Well, the then- studio is A&E Studios and ITV Studios. Oh, so it's um, British? The guy, Television? Yeah, the guy who did it is... Or the guy who is uh, writing this is the same guy who wrote Vikings and The Tudors. So where would it, where would it premiere,
1: is my question? Like, wh- that's what I mean. What's the streaming service?
0: I don't think it has one.
1: Okay, so if this could be HBO... Because the tutors was on Showtime. Like, if this could be on, like, HBO Showtime, then we could get big-name actors. And if that's the case, shit, Gatsby should be anybody. Gatsby should either be Boyega, Michael B. Jordan, JDW. Like, Gatsby needs to be one of those
0: guys. Yeah, because Not of Lovecraft. Not Because of Lovecraft, I think of, like, Jonathan Majors, too. I
1: like that, too. I like that, too. See, actually, let me pitch. Let me go backwards at you. Make Jonathan majors just because he's he looks a little more gruff or a little not necessarily the pretty boy aesthetic of what you think of Gatsby being that you think yeah, Gatsby's yeah, yeah. like Leo make him the other
0: guy
1: yeah Jay I think I think you'd be a great Jay not I think Jay what's his name Oh it's it's not Jay you're right uh it it's fuck I'm looking this up right now <laughs> I can't I cannot look not look this up yeah because
0: um, it oh, is man. what is that dude's name
1: Nick Nick Caraway.
0: Nick Carraway.
1: Yeah. M- make Everywhere. Uh, Make uh Jonathan Majors Nick Carraway and then get whatchamacallit from Moon Knight, Moon Knight uh, uh, my boy, from uh, Predator. Make him Tom Buchanan or Sterling Brown as Tom Buchanan, the villain. Like Make Sterling Brown as this other rich, elite guy who Gatsby's banging his wife.
0: I feel like he could do that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, make Sterling K. Brown him, Jonathan Majors, Nick Carraway, and then who do you... Because see, since Sterling Brown's such a good actor, I think it has to be JDW. John David Washington is Jay Gatsby. Michael B. Jordan's not a good enough actor to be Jay Gatsby, in my opinion. Damn. Michael B. Jordan could either be Tom Buchanan or Nick Carraway, but he he has the, the face to be Gatsby. I just feel when you're talking about Sterling K. Brown, Jonathan Majors and John David Washington, to me, they're a tier above Michael B. Jordan in terms of skill.
0: I feel like the casting the, the women is going to be pretty, pretty big too, because yeah. do you keep reusing some of the same old? No, you like, got to
1: do someone new. You got
0: to see. Cause like, I feel like Daisy the same, Buchanan, the same names. I, I, feel, I feel like the same names are going to be popping up. Like, who
1: would you say? Who, you, who, who do you think they would do as Daisy Buchanan? Cause I have some, I have some, some ideas.
0: Daisy is the, is the main girl. girl.
1: Yeah. Is the girl um, that's Gatsby's yeah, the, girl in Tommy and Tom
0: Cannon's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like one of them would be Tessa Thompson.
1: Ooh. See, okay. I didn't think of her. All right. Let's. Uh, all right. So you got Tessa Thompson. This is who I, this is the names that came to me. First name that came to my mind was Zazie
0: beats. Oh, that was the second name that came to mind.
1: Second name that came to my mind was Lapita Nyong'o. Huh? Because mm-hmm. I would love like a chocolate woman just because like, you know, she could be any, any color. And I think she would be great. Lapita Nyong'o was my second name. Now, if I'm going into third, oh man, this is tough because I want to, I want to give like diversity in the names because you're right. Right now we're pretty basic in terms of our names. I have a question for you. Is is Ruth Nega too old? Yeah. Damn, because I would have said Ruth Nega. Well, then my girl Journey.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's it's a shame because I feel like those are like the the big. But
1: notice we say Z- so we didn't say Zendaya or we didn't say uh, Zoe Kravitz. I wasn't thinking.
0: I don't think either of them should be it. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that Zendaya or Zoe Kravitz would do this. No, 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 but I, you, you know, those casting directors are trying are to think of yeah. Daisy, they'd be like, Oh, Zendaya is Daisy, that just, that just makes so just, much sense, man. I just
1: think Ruth Nega would be incredible as Daisy, but you're right, she is a little too old. I'm trying to think of some other just actresses, I'm looking at like a list of them of black actresses. Um, oh, Amber, well, no, she's not that good of an actress, never mind. Um Yeah, you know, actually, you know, who would be pretty interesting. Okay, have you seen uh, The Hate You Give? No. Oh, uh, Amanda Stenberg. She's a she's a great actress. She's beautiful. I think she could pull it off. But you're right. If I'm going to be honest with myself, it's either going to be my girl, uh, Zazie Beetz, Lapita Nyong'o, Journey Smollett-Bell, or Tessa Thompson. It's going to be one of
0: those.
1: Amanda yeah, Steinberg yeah. would be great.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, she was the chick who played Rue in The Hunger Games.
1: Yeah, and there, but see, there's also people like Amber Stevens West, the uh, Ice Cube's daughter in 22 Jump Street. Just don't think she's a good enough actress to do I it. I feel like
0: she might be too old.
1: She might. Alexandra Str- Ship from X-Men Apocalypse. Like Candace Patton, you know. I feel just, like
0: it will the ages also will depend on the, the main actor. characters too. Cause like if, if John if John David's doing it, I feel like you can give it to someone who's a little bit older.
1: You can go old that's why it could be
0: Lapita, or it could be
1: Tessa, or it could be Journey. He he fits all those ages. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean he's doing a movie with Zendaya. He did get a little pushback from woke media, but like he, <laughs> but like Zendaya was like, nah, bro, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah bro that was that was so dumb that they were upset about like like zendaya is not a 20 something year old woman like that's a, like let's not act like that's not happening in real world situations like they're old women being with young men and old men being with young women that's just life now yeah. if she was under 18 woke media i'm with y'all i'm in woke media but She's over 21. So like.
0: Yeah, she's not an Apollonia.
1: Ex- oh, watch our Godfather run it back, which we'll be dropping this week. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. The, crazy. We went into a whole casting thing with this. This was a good topic. So interesting.
0: Um, Before its Sundance Film Festival premiere, Japanese director Son- Sonos' action adventure feature Prisoners of the Ghost Land has been snapped up by AMC Networks. Prisoners of the Ghost Land, written by Aaron Hendry, is set in the uh, treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town. Oh, my gosh. Where is- <laughs> a ruthless bank robber, Nick Cage, <laughs> is run from jail by wealthy warlord, the governor, whose adopted granddaughter, Bernice, has gone missing. The governor offers the prisoner his freedom in exchange for retrieving the runaway wrapped into a leather suit that will self-destruct within three days. The bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman and his own path to redemption.
1: Look, Schubert, you've been putting the stories here that are in my bag, the cage of so I'm here for it. I hope he uses a sword. Like let's use swords it's because it's like, he, she wears a suit and a lot from the synopsis. I'm thinking like not Japan. I'm thinking like cyber Japan. Like I know they're probably not going to do this. I think it's either going to be a Western or like, cyber look Japan. at the pictures oh there's
0: pictures oh mm-hmm. oh you should look, told look me at that. the pictures because like it is modern ish looking
1: oh what okay prisoners of Ghostland. like yeah. how modern you talk oh crap <laughs> wait what, what's going on the cage songs. Yeah. oh so this is like i would i, I don't want to say looper time like it looks kind of sci fi like, yeah. with the stuff around their neck.
0: That's the, the self-destructing leather jacket.
1: Okay. I'm interested in this. I, I thought one thing at one point, but now it's something completely different. Okay. I'm still interested yeah. in this. Yes, <laughs> you, you, so you, you saw where I was going. I'm thinking, like, samurai, cyberpunk. Like, let's get it. Like, but still, cage I'm down
0: for it. All right. Uh, All right. The next, next story is that Jim Gaffigan is going to be set to play the role of Mr. Smee in uh, disney's live action peter pan and wendy alongside previously announced captain hook jude law
1: which is so weird i can i jim gaffigan great casting but uh jude law's hook weird weird weird, Uh, that makes so much sense to me you think it makes sense
0: yeah oh i feel like (laughs) i feel like when he got cast in the role i was like okay I understand,
1: we that's just it's weird to me, but you may be right. But cool, good for Jim Gaffigan. Uh, next up, we got in an interview with Collider's Frosty Steve Weintraub. Billy Crystal confirmed that Monsters at Work is in indeed a series of episodes that he and John Goodman will be back as monsters, Mike and Sully. And it's confirmed when the show is set. Uh, the show is set. When John Goodman and I are Sully and Mike, the show time-wise starts six months after Monsters, Inc. ended. So now we're on the laugh floor. We've created all new young, great characters with some great voice actors. John and I are reprising our roles. It's been 20 years, and that movie looked amazing 20 years ago. It's coming up to the 20th anniversary, I believe, in September. So it's fantastic looking. It's hilarious, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. This could be cool. This is something that Disney Plus needs.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is a good... Show that needs a continuation, like you know how some of those other shows, like with the Lilo and Stitch series. Yeah, it didn't. Need I to feel happen. like. Yeah, I feel like. But I liked it even, though. But no, what I was gonna say was that in a positive, was that I felt like I like the property more so because it extended. Ah, uh, okay. I get what like. You're Learned about what, all those different what,
1: monsters, yeah that was yeah, fire. like what
0: monsters University did was like beautiful because like it you know it didn't take away from what the first movie did and it had its own thing, and it grew with it it has its own great genius marketing, yeah, but you know, I think that this series is one that all the people who are in their twenties are gonna watch because they've been watching Monsters Inc for twenty years now, Yep. and all then the kids, kids are gonna like it too. I mean, I yep. think that it's a, it's one of the perfect things to try and approach as an animated series for Disney. Plus.
1: No, I agree with that. And I, I know I said the Lilo and Stitch thing. I don't agree with that. I was just I was just throwing things out there, but I do think the Lilo and Stitch series was good because I like learning about Stitch's brothers and stuff. I think some of these movie shows work like that one, like the Aladdin TV show, like the Hercules
0: TV Simone show. And
1: See, that's where I was going to push back. Like, I think the Timon and Pumbaa TV show, man. I think like the Cars TV stuff, man. But this is needed. Like, if they do this, I kind of want to see an Incredibles TV show. It's time. It is time. It is time. It is time. And let's age up the characters. Let's age them up. Let's get Jack, uh, Jack, Jack. Or, get, in or
0: get away from or get away from the family.
1: Something. But I would I wouldn't mind seeing Dash in high school, being a senior. Violet getting out of college, Jack-Jack being in middle school and having the parents retire and it's now Jack-Jack and Violet leading the family.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, something, you know, but we need... I think that's another 20 years. Or like you said, get away from the family and learn about some other
0: superheroes in the world. That yeah, especially work after the way Incredibles 2 ended.
1: Facts. So I, we need that. But something that I'm... I'm ecstatic for because I believe let me Google this real quick. Before I say the news, I need to make sure Leonardo DiCaprio is playing, uh, uh, the, the, what I'm thinking. Okay. He is. Okay. Okay. He is. So, Martin Scorsese, this has been set in works for forever. The Devil in the White City. It was supposed to be a movie by Leo's production company and Leo starring as the main guy. Well, now it's been reported that Leo is not only the lead actor, but we're getting Martin Scorsese directing it, and it's going to be a TV series on Hulu. Basically, if you don't know what Devil in the White City is, it's a famous book, but it's about an architect who works to build up the 1893 World's Fair while the serial killer H.H. Holmes uses the fair to kill and attract women, and they need to figure out what is going like it's a it's a mystery. It's a noir murder mystery with serial killers. And I'm all into this. LA confidential vibes, so much. And it's gonna be straight up amazing, and it's gonna be in Chicago. Just like I said, in that like LA confidential early, uh, early America, pre like big buildings, like this is like what's what time period I can compare this to? It's like post civil war, getting into like um, almost like Great Depression era, almost like shit's gonna be intense.
0: Yeah. Um, when I think of this, the first thing I think about is the one show that. I, I You know, one of my favorites ever, Timeless, did an episode about H&H Homes. And so, like, I think it's the the kind of stuff that he did to people is Crazy. ruthless. Is Leo going to be H&H it's like Homes? Saw. Bro, it's like Saw, dude. Oh, like, He would, like, suffocate people in random rooms or, like, you know, give them, like, Saw tools or whatever. Oh like, shit,
1: Leo is H.H. H. Holmes. He's yeah, not the yeah. other guy. Oh, I thought he was gonna be the detective. No, no that's no, no. even He's crazy. Be the killer. Oh yeah, this is gonna be amazing. Martin's score. This is. I feel like this is gonna be Taxi Driver meets Gangs in New York meets like. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. American Psycho. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is gonna be intense. Oh man, this is gonna be great. I'm excited for this. Hulu. What's the What's Big the movie?
0: Hit. Where Javier uh, Bardem is like nailing people's oh in no, the country Head. for old men bad yeah oh man isn't it crazy that this is going to Hulu
1: this seems feels so HBO Amazon who needs it Disney yeah, it must have paid it. a lot of money for that because this is <laughs> Disney this is not Hulu this is this is Disney uh, adult streaming series or adult streaming s-
0: service. Hey, I mean, Hulu had to show some life sometime.
1: They did. The big get, Big, big get. But next up, according to Giant freaking Robot, who their scoops have panned out in the past. They have, they have been accurate sometimes. They, uh, apparently, they're reporting that Marvel wants to keep John Bernthal and do some sort of reboot in it. We're not sure whether it's going to be big screen or small screen, but they want to do another Punisher story and bring him into the MCU. I think this could be incredible. And this also leads to my theory about us getting Marvel Knights. Blade, Punisher, Moon Knight, Daredevil.
0: That's the adult team. I think that's definitely happened. Um, I think Punisher, for some reason, really is a cult character. Like, there's so People much love Punisher him. gear out in the world. And, he, like, he, he would he, be... He's a top five Marvel character
1: in terms of popularity. It has to be Spider-Man Wolverine, him. (laughs) Like, those are Marvel's most popular characters in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he says Spider-Man, Wolverine, and him. Spider-Man, Wolverine, and him, and like Deadpool. Deadpool, I would say like merchandise-wise, you do see a lot of Captain America, so. Yeah. Be it real.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm talking like all time with comics, though, but you're right. Cap's pretty. I would put Cap as like five it would be like the five would be spider-man one wolverine two punisher three punisher. cap four deadpool five because deadpool came on a little bit later but Deadpool's way more popular than iron man so
0: no it's it's true so and i mean i'm a huge fan of the punisher stuff and same i, I would more so like to see it done in um in a movie, but I don't feel like a movie was what would fit the MCU.
1: Nope. And I don't want, I'm excited that we're about to get comic book accurate, uh, Punisher. So Mm. now we can see him interact with, you know, the New York crew. And that's why I think we're getting Marvel Knights. I feel like that's going to be the New York street level Kingpin. We may even see Tom Holland, Spider-Man make an appearance, but like, not as like, I just don't know. They might wait till he goes to college for that, but that's something that can happen in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, something that if they transition in Spider Man's, that Tom Holland can continue to do in a different way.
1: Yep, 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 and I agree. And then that just that gives a perfect spot for Daredevil. It gives Moon Knight a team. We
0: know the Daredevil's going to be back. So
1: yep. And then now you got Mahershala Ali as Blade, and all of these people have ties to Kingpin. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Next up, we got. Ooh, despite COVID-19 restrictions, uh, Screen Daily has reported that uh, Matt Reeves' reboot of The Batman will be finished filming in March. The site also reported that after that, Andy Muschietti's Flash movie will set to begin filming on April 26th. So The Batman will be done by the end of March. And right after that, The Flash is filming. We're getting The Batman. Schubert, does this excite you? That means a trailer this summer, Comic-Con.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready for the Batman. Um I think DC uh, probably has the most anticipated movies coming up. Yeah. Like well, Suicide Squad, The Batman, the Batman Flash. The
1: Flash. Yep. Yeah. They they're the most super
0: anticipated superhero movies besides Spider-Man like, 3. Against them is Black Widow which is never coming out. Um <laughs> Spider-Man 3 Spider- Spider-Man 3.
1: That, that's the only most, like, I would say in terms it's of... It's not Eternals. I'd say in terms of anticipation... Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yep. I'd say it goes Batman 1, Suicide Squad. Actually, no, I'm being honest. Batman 1, Spider-Man 3, 2, Suicide Squad, Flash. Then Shang-Chi. Because people want to yeah. know what what they're gonna do with Toby McGuire, Andrew Garfield. Like after they took all of Flash's Thunder with like multiverse getting Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, they took turned it to ten with like having all the old Spider Man come back.
0: Yeah, you know they they knew that it was coming, so they had to jump in and do it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we'll see how still- it goes. The Spider Man one, I'm really concerned about because I feel like they're just like. Yeah. Throwing too much at the wall.
1: Don't like that William Defoe is going to be in it. He's dead. Yeah. Don't like that Doc Ock Alfred Molina's in it. He's dead. But his is a little more questionable because he fell to the bottom of the ocean. He could have survived. But William Defoe got pierced with his glider in his heart. Yeah. Dude's dead. So that worries me about Spider-Man. But you know, whatever. But
0: that's all I got on this one, Shuby. All right. So Kevin Hart true story is going to be a netflix limited series in the vein of the young rock
1: Mm, so this is the log line a tour stop in kids hometown of philadelphia becomes a matter of life and death for one of the most famous comedians when the consequences of a lost evening of his wayward older brother threatens to destroy everything he's built this is we this sounds weird
0: yeah this doesn't sound very good man I'm probably not going to watch this.
1: It's, it sounds way different than Young Rock. I thought it was going to be... That's why I told you. I thought it was going to be like that. But that log line... Weird. Kevin Hart's trying to go serious because he's doing Borderlands. And the log line of Borderlands is Kevin Hart like you've never seen him before.
0: Yeah. So I guess it is going to be like, you know, dramatic. Dark. Yeah, and
1: dramatic. Weird. Whatever. Whatever. I got to see uh, the trailer speak- for all
0: of this. Speaking of Young Rock, though, did you hear that... that- Part of Young Rock is that it's the year 2032 and he's is running for the president? president. Yeah, I saw that. Does that mean what, The Rock's going to run is for president in 2032? Is that what that means? No, that's not what it means. But for me, I just keep wondering what is this show? How is it Young Rock if it's 2032 and he's running for president? They're showing like flat he's reminiscing. I feel like they like a they're, speech.
1: I feel like it's going to be like, This is Us. You know how This Is Us shows flashbacks to childhood, present day, future. And This Is Us is told through like multiple levels of story, like multiple threads of time. This
0: is not us. This is Young Rock. So like, (laughs) just stick to one thing. (laughs) I agree. I'm not mad at it, but you know, crazy. I did hear that. Uh, Anyway, the next up, we got like some release changes. So Edgar writes Last Night in Soho is supposed to come out now on October 22nd of this year. James Bond now moves oh. back farther to October 8th. Not coming out. Uh, Ghostbusters will now be on November 11th. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Uncharted, February 11th, 2022. That kind of
1: sucks. Yeah.
0: Um, the Kingsman moved back again, which is making... I'm so scared for that movie now. Like, at first, when it first was announced, I'm like, oh, you know, this could be interesting. And then since it got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and, like, this era. This is cheap-ass Disney and
1: broke-boy Sony. Sony doesn't have a streaming service, and Disney's being cheap. Disney c- cannot just, they they have to make their, all their money, or they feel like, I don't get this. You have Disney+. Plus? Warner Brothers is about to kill. Well, we're going to find out if Warner Brothers kills. This is either going to be big or not big. And Wonder Woman shows it worked. So Disney is being greedy. That's all this is—is is greed. And Sony's just broke, boys. They don't have a streaming service to, to use it with. They could sell it to yeah. Amazon, but like, I don't know if Amazon wants to buy some of these shitty ass films.
0: Um. One and plus, bit of- did, you,
1: did you hear how much they're asking for James Bond, bro?
0: It. I, I saw. I, it's I saw ridiculous. that Top Gun Maverick was over here like turning people down left and right, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Broke boy Sony, bro. Broke boy Sony. Uh Top Gun is Paramount. Broke boy paramount. Oh, broke boy service. (laughs) That is so crazy.
1: Like I'm trying to see. Oh yeah. So they're asking for a million dollars to uh oh no 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 wait. They're asking for 600 million dollars from Apple TV and Netflix. 600 mil for James Bond crazy. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so the last bit is um more movies are about to move and Marvel is considering uh, moving Widow or putting it on Disney Plus, put it on Disney Plus if they know it's good for them. Yeah, like that too. 20- I mean it's 28.99. I feel like you're going to get your money for it exactly like i'm i know for a hundred i know for a hundred percent fact i'm about to pay 28.99 for that raya and the last dragon like i was damn near i would you know you you know i'd pay 30 for black widow i mean all i'm saying
1: is and they're being greedy like do what hbo max is doing you'll get more people buying your streaming service and then put it on theater same day for the south and for people who can go to movies like (laughs) why do you have to do it like with $28 and plus is opening like in a couple days so like you know bro put that shit in theaters and put it out on Disney Plus and make a shit ton of money Marvel like I just I just hate this shit I
0: hate this shit but the one thing though and we'll talk about it later with WandaVision is like do you feel like Marvel's got like is getting beat on a little because I, I feel like they are <laughs> rightfully so but we'll get to it but
1: Next up, that's all we got for news today. Next up is is our segment that where we recommend a movie or TV show that's coming out this week for you to check out. It is called Movie on
0: the Rise. Schubert, what you got for us this week? Um, so I I love Friday Night Tikes, and there's a new show that's going to be on Netflix, a new documentary show about uh, youth football called We Are the Brooklyn Saints, that oh, okay. follows a young um Pop Warner team in Brooklyn. And I'm interested in checking that out. Oh, okay. I'm going to definitely watch that. And the other movie that I found, I don't know if it's going to be good or anything, but when I was watching the trailer, I was like, this is the Goonies, but in Hawaii. It's called wow. Finding Ohana. And literally the plot is the same as the Goonies, where they, their house is about to be like foreclosed on or whatever. Like the, you know They're going to take out their neighborhood and build a golf course or some junk. And they got to find some hidden pirates treasure in order to get the money to save their land.
1: Real. That's sounds. Right, look, that sounds pretty interesting. I think I saw the trailer for that as well. I'm going to watch that. It, man. It's the Goonies. Yeah, it definitely was. And it had like a little sci-fi element to it. I dug it. You're absolutely right. All right. Yeah. Well, so I think
0: it'd be a cool watch.
1: Yeah. No, I'm going I'm to check that out. Well, for me, you know what I got this Friday, Denzel, Jared Leto, Rami Malek, The Little Things, out on HBO Max. I will be watching. I might go to theaters to watch this because it'll be out in both. It's in
0: theaters. I think so. I think it's gonna be on both. I don't think it's exclusively. I don't think so. I think it's exclusively HBO Max.
1: Hold on. Let me let me go to Fandango real quick <laughs> and check Friday. Haven't been, bro. I miss going on Fandango. Talk about uh, talk about. I'm glad games. I never
0: got an account
1: i know right like we were close to we were about to be like yeah
0: "Yeah, let's do we were close to getting movie pass too yep and that Um, would have been a mistake
1: yeah she was the little thing's gonna be in theaters on friday
0: there you go
1: look look what's in theaters right now the little things old friend the marksman which is the liam neeson movie news of the world one night in miami pinocchio wonder woman 1984 fatale uh Fatal, Groods, The New Age, Remember the Titans, in No Man's Land. Which is, nope. I don't know, when, is Tenet still in theaters? Crazy. They're still showing Tenet in Lafayette. Nuts. But yeah, I might go watch The Little Things in theaters. Maybe, just depends. My girlfriend might not want me to, so I just watch it at home, but I'm watching that on Friday. I am so excited. Seven Zodiac vibes. Gimme, gimme,
0: gimme. Yeah, I'm super pumped about that, too. I definitely have already told my girlfriend, I'm like, I've several times I've been like, yeah, so there's that Denzel movie coming out this weekend. I really want to watch it. Like, I've, I've probably said it in conversation, like, three different times. I to- I did the
1: same thing. And I even my girlfriend's friend was cha- hanging out the other day. And I was like, she was talking about movies and TV. I was like, I'm so excited for this Friday. She's like, what's this Friday? I was like, the new Denzel movie. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. And I just kept saying that and my girlfriend just looked at me. I was like, we're watching it it's Friday. You better just get it. or have it on your mind. If you don't want to watch it, go upstairs. I'm going to be down here. Big screen, popcorn popped, ice cold Coca-Cola sitting in the recliner watching my Denzel movie with the sound loud as fuck, loud as fuck. Oh my gosh. Surround baby. I gotta, I gotta be in it. You know how long I've been waiting for a Denzel movie like this? Like, you should, but you know this is my bag. This is prisoners, this is Nightcrawler, this is this is everything I love about movies. So I'm so excited for this. We're reviewing this next week. That sounds good to me. Yep. So yeah, I'm hundred
0: percent ready to watch it. But speaking but of, of reviews get in the stuff we have seen. Yeah. So what are we starting with? One night in Miami? Yeah, we'll start with One Night in Miami. I I've, I've loved it, man. I thought it was yeah. a really good movie.
1: I loved it, too. I I thought, who did you think was the best? Because I got to give props to Muhammad Ali. what what I was going to say. What that guy did, he became, even though a guy like Will Smith played Muhammad Ali, to me, this guy is the best version of Muhammad Ali we have seen. Yeah, Eli Gorey. Eli Gorey. Shout out to him, man. Great performance. Great, great, great performance. But on the flip, I liked Malcolm X. But it really sucks when you when you're following up Denzel dude did a good job. But like, I just kept thinking this isn't Denzel.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought that the Malcolm X guy was all right. You know, I really loved uh, Leslie Odom Jr. He was the Malcolm
1: X was the weakest one to me.
0: I feel like Aldous Hodge, his performance wasn't weak, but Jim Brown just was like not so necessary. And he, he didn't the whole give a night; he just didn't have a lot to do. Yeah, but Aldous Hodge made me excited to see him as Hawkman. I'll say that. Sure, sure. But awesome. uh, you know, Leslie Odom for being the the Hamilton guy, and yeah, you know, when Killed he it. comes on screen, screen people are like, "Oh, that's the Hamilton guy," and I don't know him for that. Mm-mm. But I know I know him for this. That's for sure. Like same you know, when I, I see him in the future, I'll be like, "That was the dude who played Sam Cook on One Night Miami. Miami."
1: Yep, I thought he was second best, and honestly, in terms of like overall, he might have been better than Eli Gorey just a little bit, but. Like what? What Leslie Odom did as Sam Cook was amazing. I loved his little back and forth with Muhammad with Malcolm X, like them arguing and whatnot. Loved how he was like, "We we ain't got no women in here. What's wrong with y'all? Like we got the the prize fighting champion of the world. We got the best NFL player ever, and we can't have no women because of this guy." Who is this guy? <laughs> talking about Malcolm X, bro. Malcolm X was an old party pooper. Dude was like, "I got vanilla ice cream. And we could get chips." Let's. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cooke was like, "What a liquor man! You clowning?"
0: Yeah, he was like, "Cash, like, what are you doing, bro?" Exactly. He, but
1: one of the scenes that was so powerful for Aldous Hodge was when he was talking to that white dude at 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 the house, and then when they were like. Oh, you know, you can't oh, come yeah. in here. We don't let any, you know, in here. Crazy, crazy, crazy scene. That was a great scene. I thought Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke, Leslie Odom Jr., when he was singing in the Copacabana and you see all the white people getting up, it just showed like the time. It was, he acted that brilliantly.
0: No, I thought all the Sam Cooke stuff was super interesting because I didn't know much about Sam Cooke because, you know, he, he, he dies a in, great, the, in the 60s.
1: And there's a there's a foreshadowing moment when he was like, I love my fast cars because he dies in a wreck.
0: No, he got murdered. He
1: sure. got, I'm, I thought he died in a, a car accident. Or he might have gotten mm. in a car accident. Hold on. Mm. Sam Cooke. Oh, yeah, he was killed.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Crazy. Oh well, he does get in a car accident, Schubert. He definitely does. And yeah, that's how he dies. Yeah, he. We thought he was gonna die in that, but yeah, the the car accident made me think of the, uh, the uh, them saying he loves fast cars made me think of the the um, car accident. But you know, if you love Sam Cooke, what Leslie Odom did, there's a great documentary on Netflix called "Remastered: The Two Killings of Sam Cooke," and I love that documentary. It's great. It gives you insight into music at the time and. The post civil rights era coming off of the second Black Renaissance, really really great yeah. documentary.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought I want I, I want to I check that out. Also interested in the Sam Cook stuff and when Malcolm X was challenging him with like the um, what was the Bob Dylan stuff. Yeah, I was like, that's that's really truth. Like they were they were talking about like Bob Dylan, some you know white guy from Minnesota was like speak. Speaking lyrics that like really spoke to them, mm-hmm. and like he had, he wasn't afraid to do that. And, and Sam Cook was and, and the point he was making. to like Sam Cook is like, you need to be able to like use do your that. Use power, yeah. Use your power, yeah. Use your platform. It was yep. stuff that we talk about today. Yep, one hundred percent.
1: And and I, I the thought cra- the
0: conversation and it was just so interesting. Like everything.
1: It, the crazy thing is, after that conversation, he does start using his platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that's insane. Uh, and you're right, Jim Brown just didn't have much to do, and it's crazy seeing Jim Brown in this film and seeing some of Jim Brown's choices now as an old man in 2020 doesn't make sense to me. like how Jim Brown can go from this guy fighting for rights to being kind of against things of like Kaepernick and against some of like just some of the things younger Jim Brown I felt would have agreed with.
0: That makes that's a good point. Like, That's a really good point.
1: And I know people could argue it's it's about how Kaepernick protested and things, but like Jim Brown was against the I message. I think we're over that. Yeah, we are 100%. But I'm just saying it's interesting watching this movie and seeing the corallels between Jim Brown. Love, like I, like we said, love the Muhammad Ali stuff. And shout out to Regina King. First film directed, she killed it. Killed it.
0: Yeah, you know, she did justice to the stage play. You could to- totally feel that throughout the entire movie because I mean, it does pretty much a, a one setting, yeah, one room, one room deal. It's just
1: a bunch of conversations,
0: yeah. And I mean, you could just for it to be just a bunch of conversations and kind of hold your attention throughout the whole deal. Like, I feel like that's what makes it a really good movie. Yeah, just really great acting performances. I agree. It's- and that's all
1: I really got to say on it. Like it was just it was just great. And I think everybody should watch it. It's it's already front run best film of 2021. It's gonna take a good film to take it down.
0: I guess we gotta rate it. Oh yeah, one through ten. Um I, I give it like a, a
1: nice seven. One through ten. I was thinking I was giving it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight.
0: All right. Well, I'll split the difference and do it seven, five. All right, yeah. I'm giving it a solid just because the performances were great. Nothing too crazy. I'm, I'm just trying not to get too crazy because, like, it's January. I
1: feels we could revisit it though later in the year yeah. and see if we change it to because I didn't want to give it a nine off bat, but like it, it, it could be a
0: nine. It is one of those movies that I feel like in the, you know, Bros Who Binge Awards and looking back on the year and I'm like, oh, One Nine Miami you know, and that, that movie was pretty sick.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. And it, the, the only thing going against it, like you said, it's a one setting thing, it's just a bunch of conversations. There's there's probably gonna be movies with a little more meat to it. But like again, Judas. like Judas and the Black Messiah, like that's probably gonna be a 10 out of 10. And and even Malcolm Mar- Marie, what's gonna be a one-setting type deal, might, you know, get get a little bit more. But for this, it was great. But I'm glad we agreed that Malcolm X was the weakest one. Cause yeah. just just didn't really.
0: I don't and then know. Muhammad Ali was the strongest one.
1: Facts, one thousand. Like I said, it just shows the difference between you. Both guys have a shitty situation. The Muhammad Ali guy has to go after Will
0: Smith, and this guy has to go after
1: Denzel. And it just shows how which one rise to rose to the occasion. If,
0: if there was a picture question where it was like take a character from a movie and create like a TV series built around them, It'd be I want the guy. Muhammad Ali. TV show with,
1: well, yeah, with, with Eli Gorey Yeah. 100%. I agree with you, but, uh, let's get to bro. WandaVision each week. (laughs) It's, it's a hassle each week. It's a, this week was better. It was, but like, bro, they're slow. It is taking too long to unfold this mystery. And I'm pretty sure everybody on Twitter has already figured it out. The villain is Mephesto. And Mephesto is what's, is what's her name's husband. Uh, the the witch Agnes, yeah, Con- Agnes because she's yeah. always scared to talk about anything that's going on Ralph the, the scene yeah Ralph's Mephesto the scene where she was with the black guy and they were trying to tell like oh y'all can't talk about this and she was so frightened because she knows is her husband it would fuck her up uh also swords trying to get in to stop the manipulation wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Strange is in at the end
0: no, I mean, I think that's expected. That's kind of what we've been told leading into this, that this is supposed to be the lead into Doctor Strange.
1: I feel like he's going to help her get out at the end of the, this, like, final episode.
0: Probably. Uh, I, and I they're going to go be. chase festo, Yeah, I mean, so this week we got in the 70s, so it was Brady Bunch-style stuff. You know, next week we'll get into the 80s, so, you know, Wonder Years. Uh, I can't think of other 80s sitcoms, but I, I do like how every cosby show episode C- cosby show was 70s too though huh? 70s 80s and 90s really yeah, yeah. but yeah i like how the, it does a good job of like portraying the decades i'm always really ex- interested to see like the influences they take from the decades my issue with this week's episode was that wanda at a lot of times sounded like uh, ariana grande's character in victorious i
1: hate her voice bro they took away her whole like, accent oh. like like, and the way that the way that they're trying to explain the accent, besides the fact that Elizabeth Olsen just wasn't good at it and didn't want to do it anymore, was that Black Widow was training her how to be a spy and taught her how to lose her whole accent. Like, mm, mm. Just say just be honest and say Elizabeth Olsen didn't want to do it no more.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's whatever. Like, But I did I'm, like the page really- stuff in this. Yeah, I did like that. I mean, you at the end with Geraldine and, you know.
1: I, liked, I like everything that's Marvel. The, the sitcom shit is just, it's whatever. Like, every time there's a but Marvel it's a, scene.
0: It's supposed to be whatever. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's bad, but it's supposed to be bad because it's not real. Yeah, true. And, like, that's the whole point of it is that it's not real. It's, like, the scene, I think my favorite scene of the episode was when... Vision was like, Wanda, like, we're not supposed to be here. Like, this oh, is wrong. Oh, it flips.
1: Yeah, and, it, and flips. it flips. Yeah. Yep. Because... I, okay, my question for you then is, is because I had to Google this today, is Vision an endgame? Is Vision a product of Mephesto making Wanda's kids part, like, a spawn of Mephesto, which sometimes happens in the comics? Or is Vision, is, is Vision alive is basically what I'm asking.
0: No. I don't think he is. No, I think it's a definitely a Mephesto thing. Yep. The only my only pushback on it is that vision being coherent to the situation in times like this makes me think that maybe it there's like be. a remnant of the mindstone that's like a part of this. Yeah. Like, so, something like that. Because the mind like, stone is still existing. It's it's because, it's because like if it was if vision was a product of Mefesto, then he wouldn't be portraying Mephesto. You know what I'm saying? Like it would yeah. be so there's got to be something of Vision still around.
1: Yeah, true, 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 true. Hmm. Okay, Vision might be, Um, he might be Vision, but because he's like a robot and like part of the Mind Stone, Mephesto can control him more so than Juan, I don't know. That's, because see, I, I was coming in today and saying, mm-hmm. Vision's dead. He's not, he's with Mephesto, but you're right. The fact that Vision was trying to help Wanda get out of it makes it, not because, like, we can tell Agnes is a property of Mephesto, and like she, but like, vision is not acting like Agnes and Dottie, which is weird. You're right. You're right.
0: That's yeah. So there's something, point. there's something in vision that's still there, but for the most part, I do feel like he's not alive. He's not alive. Yeah. I'm going to, it's going to be interesting. Like, it could see. be something to do with like the magic simulation that they're in. Like, yeah. And this or, is just or Wanda's sword is doing something within their like infiltration like trying to
1: pump in like, yeah, or it could be like Wanda has like the like Wanda's conscience of vision is is uh being portrayed outward, you know like her magic is subconsciously fighting Mephesto in the form of vision, but it's just not working. But
0: that's a good point. yeah
1: like I could see that being a case. also, I saw this on Twitter, which I love the way that Geraldine got in was with that helicopter that they shrunk with Pim particles. And she flew under the radar and got in using Pim particles because we're dealing with, Oh boy, Randall Park from Ant-Man.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yep. I, I, I thought that was a great, a great little
0: pull. That's funny. Uh, did to... you notice in the commercial Hydra soak?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I noticed every that every time it's actual real Marvel shit or Hydra commercials. I'm all the way in, and I'm, I'm I want to see if uh, Monica Rambeau survive, or Photon survives because she's a hero in her own right. Like I got to see what's happening with her. Fair, yeah. yeah.
0: You can you can definitely tell that there is. You can definitely tell that. What's uh, coming going on on the outside of like the Wandavision, you know, sitcom bullshit? Is every is, time like, it goes, coming it's coming out. It's
1: Marvel. Every time it feels Marvelly.
0: So like we're just we're we're real close. How many real more close. episodes we got? Well, there's nine episodes. So okay, so we're only on four.
1: I feel like at five, that's when they do the switch.
0: I feel like it's going to start in four.
1: Yeah, it's going to start four and five, and then like. Five is gonna be the switch, and then six, seven, eight, nine are them trying to break Wanda out. Man. How soon do you think Doctor Strange comes in? Because now I think he might be, like it's gonna be the last episode. You think just the last one?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's too much money.
1: You're right. You're right. But it could be part of his contract. I'm gonna say at the early. I feel like
0: it's. I feel eight. like I feel like eight. He could be introduced, maybe like off screen. Before. Like with random screen sort of way.
1: Yeah. Like flying into the thing. Like, have we, has she broken out yet? And he's like, all right, time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> so at earliest, I think it's at eight, but what I, if I had to bet my house mortgage, I'm betting it on nine.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But if he comes any earlier than that, my mind's going to be bloomed. <laughs> Cause that means he's in it for the rest, but it makes sense because him and Wanda are going on the adventure together in the, uh madness multi t- multiverse dr strange
0: movie yeah no so. i i all the stuff that early on that i saw by magneto i was just really hoping that I was gonna be it. And like no there's no
1: they they uh, bro it's already
0: because she's supposed to be magneto's daughter and i'm like i'm here for look, it
1: my thing is this it's already shown that it they cannot do that storyline I know. And plus you can't have Jewish Magneto because we're in 2021 and there's no way a a, a Jewish person, survivor of, of Nazi and what we went on with Hydra is is alive being some mutant. There's no way. They're gonna have to make it to where Magneto's from the civil Rights. He's he's Marvel's Malcolm X. They're gonna have to make it that way.
0: Are you that's yeah, the only way with the timeline? Yeah. That's
1: the only way the timeline will work. Are, are you some other like Catastrophe he could be like that. Middle Eastern. Yeah, he could be Middle Eastern. You're absolutely right. He could be. Is there any like Latino thing that went on at that time? Cuba. He's either gonna be black or Middle Eastern. Yeah. And if I had to bet my money on it, he's gonna be black. Because they're gonna take the Stanley inspirations literally of how Professor X was uh Martin Luther King. In Magneto was Malcolm X because that's the original comic inspirations. So I could see that 1000% happening in the MCU because Kevin Feige has talked about constantly being different. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all, that's the only way I can see Magneto coming in. But other than that,
0: that's all I got on WandaVision this week, really. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next week, but you know, it's slow and steady with that show.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just, just slow build up. Hopefully it pays
0: off. Did the you- did you ever watch any of Blown Away?
1: No, I didn't, get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to. I was watching uh, what reality? I was watching Jersey Shore.
0: Oh God! Yeah, I was rewatching the Shore. No, I watched the first couple episodes of it. It's so good, man. It's okay. good. You know, one of the dudes that was really good last year, his mentor's on this year. Oh. And everyone's okay. like, everyone's like, oh, that, that sucks because like that dude's like one of the greatest, and he's like, mm. he's got his mentality. He's like, oh well, I mean. I'm going to win every challenge. so. Real, I'm watching it then. As soon as we get off of this, I'm going to watch it before I go to sleep. <laughs> it's good before you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely checking that out. Um, but that's it for everything this week. Linden, let everyone know what's going on with the network.
1: Alrighty, there's a new anime talk out that's fire. New bros who think podcast out. We'll be streaming uh t- tonight, late nights with Lynn. We'll be by the time you guys hear this, we'll be streaming. We're gonna be test running some things for pitch it, but I'm still gonna do a stream Sunday. We're doing a one-piece review stream. Me, my myself, and Christian Hollinger. And then um then next week's Pitch It Week, man, February 4th, Thursday. Be in the building, twitch.tv/slash bros who think uh you, you know the matches 6 p.m central time 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m uh pacific i know if you are a youtube viewer you may not necessarily know but i trust me trust me trust me twitch.tv slash bros please be in the building it's gonna be so much better than if you watched it on vod on youtube i'm just being honest because we're allowed to do more things next thursday february 4th opening day of pitch it i'm so excited
0: yeah, I'm super excited about it as well. It's going to be a really fun event. I hope everyone can tune in. Uh, also, we had our run it back with the, the oh, yeah, Godfather. That's, that's, that's going to be out Friday. That that's comes out this week, so yeah. be sure that you check that out. We had a fun time having this conversation twice. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: So, it's it's
0: pretty it's a pretty fun it's pretty fun conversation for one of the greatest movies of all time.
1: And I'm excited to pick the next one, which is a highly debated
0: topic in our group chat. Yes, <laughs> very highly debated. Might have to go back to the fan mode
1: Gosh, pick what I want.
0: <laughs> all right, well that that wraps everything up for Bros Who Binge this week. Keep up with everything going on in the network and make sure you. Get geared up for Pitch It next week. So for Lyndon Burton, my name is Adam Schubert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hschubert14. And I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging.